Greetings, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Match Esports Podcast. This is the podcast show where we talk about everything esports. So we're going to be talking about news, we're going to re- be recapping stuff from the weekend prior, and uh, we're going to be having fun while we do it. I am your host, Chetty, or Eric. I like to be called Chetty. Add me on League or Steam if you want to play. Let me know. Also, follow me on Twitter at ChettySan as well, um, because the old lady who took the handle Chetty won't give it up. And I told her I'd give her money if she gave it to me. <laughs> Anyways, um, great news. We are now on iTunes and Google Play. That went through last week. And if you are listening to this on Google Play or iTunes, I wanted to welcome you. You are the first to listen to this on the new platform because all of my other episodes weren't getting hits, but that's okay. That's awesome. Also, if you're returning, welcome. And if you're brand new, I want to say welcome as well. We're all welcome here. This week, I got a lot coming at you. I got the SoCal Regionals. There's over 7, 8, 9, 10 titles to talk about. Also, the CSGO Major is going on. League of Legends is coming to a wrap, but also it's starting back up, and I'll get to that as well. I have all of that and more coming up at you on the match. Traveling over to London in the United Kingdom, we go to the Face It Major that's been going on the past two weekends. If you haven't been following it, um, it's been going on the past two weekends, like I said. The Challenger stage went on last weekend where a bunch of teams that did not make top eight or who were not in the Major back in January, the Boston Major, um, duke it out for the top eight spots to make it to the Legend stage. And in the legend stage, they play the old legends or the top eight teams from the last major. The teams that made it from the challenger stage were Team Liquid, Ninjas in Pajamas, Astralis, Complexity, Hellraisers, Big Squad, Vega Squadron, and Tai Lu. The old legends, the old gods, the good people from the last tournament were champions Cloud9, MIBR, who were formerly SK Gaming, who were pronounced made in Brazil, whatever, FaZe Clan, Navi, Windstrike, Fnatic, G2, and Mouse Sports. Those eight teams duked out against the eight teams that I had mentioned before. And with the Swiss placement system, we have our victors who will be moving on to the champion stage. They will be called the new legends. So in the next tournament, the next major, they will be considered legends and they will have to go through the same process as legends. Those eight teams are Complexity Gaming and Team Liquid, who made it out of the Swiss seeding system with a 3-0 victory. After that was Astralis, Navi, and Big Squadron, who made it out with a 3-1 score, and FaZe, Hellraisers, and Made in Brazil, squeaking by with a 3-2 scoreline. Those eight teams will be playing next weekend for the crown as the best team in the world. That champion stage starts September 20th. So if you don't want to miss any Counter-Strike action and potential history and the craziest action in the world, be sure to tune in to the Face It Major.
moving on to League of Legends and switching gears, we're going to be heading over to China, where the LPL, the Chinese region's playoffs, is finally come to an end. Yes, China, we've been waiting for you. We're always waiting for you. <sighs> Anyways, in the finals this weekend, we had Royal Never Give Up, led by Star, AD Carry, and World Class AD Carry, Uzi, MVP as well leading the charge against Invictus Gaming, who is led by the Korean mid laner, Rookie. They have had a big ceiling that have not been reached until this split, so it was finally exciting to see them happening. And after a long, drawn-out five-game series and a lot of pauses as well, Royal Never Give Up took the series 3-2, sending themselves to the World Championship and locking in Invictus Gaming to the second seed. There are three seeds, though. So how do we find the third seed? The regional qualifier, the gauntlet, is how we do it. So the average championship points from the best teams from the spring and summer go into the regional qualifier. This year it was JD Gaming, Edward Gaming, Rogue Warriors. Yeah, and just those three. So in the first match of the gauntlet, we had JD Gaming take on Edward Gaming. And Edward Gaming took that series 3-2 to two as well. Then in the final game of the regional qualifier, next win goes to Worlds. EDG came in clutch. Edward Gaming, by the way, when I say EDG, Edward Gaming took the win over Rogue Warriors 3-1, setting themselves to Worlds once again. I believe this is about the fifth, I'm going to say fourth or fifth World Championship that uh, Edward Gaming has attended in a row, so I don't think the organization wanted to break that streak. Anyways, with that being said, we now have the majority of the teams locked in for the World Championship. If you don't care about this, or if you don't like me listing off things, feel free to skip ahead a little bit in this podcast. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and list off all the names for those of you interested that, of the teams that are going to be going to Worlds. So from North America, we have Team Liquid. Let's go. USA, Freedom Boner all the way. 100 Thieves. And the third seed, we have Cloud9. From Europe, we are sending Fnatic, Vitality, and G2. SK, KT Rolster, who finally won their first Korea title after how many years? We're sending them as the first seed, or they are. I'm not Korean. They are. Africa Freaks going as a second seed, and Genji, Gen, Genji, Gen, Genji, not from Overwatch, Genji winning through the gauntlet and going as the third seed. China is sending, like I said, Royal Never Give Up, Invictus Gaming, and Edward Gaming. The LMS, or Taiwan, is sending. Flash Wolves, Mad Team, and to be determined because they haven't played their regional qualifier yet. Brazil is going to be sending Kaboom. The CIS, or the Russian region, will be sending Gambit. Japan is attending this year, and they will be sending Detention Focus Me. Latin America North is sending Infinity Sports. Latin America South is sending Chaos. Is that Chaos Latin Gamers? Yeah. Try to remember that off the top of my head. Anyway, Oceania will be having the Dire Wolves representing them. Ascension Gaming will be representing Southeast Asia. And Turkey will be once again sending Supermassive. We're only waiting on two regions, which is the LMS. They have to send their third seed in Vietnam, who needs to finish up their playoffs as well. Of the teams that I listed at the end, starting with Brazil, they will be going into the playoff stage along with the third seeds from North America, Europe, and China. Not the playoffs, the play-ins. See how I messed it up there? Anyway, the top two teams from each group in the play-ins will be heading to the group stage at the World Championship. But in order to get there, 
we need to have a play-in group draw. So, this Sunday, if you're bored at like 5 in the morning, feel free to tune into twitch.tv slash riotgames where the play-in group draw will be occurring to determine how the groups will be set up for the play-in stage that starts on October 1st. So, don't be too sad because League of Legends is gone because it's not going to be gone for long. The biggest esport title and championship is right around the corner, so sit tight. I'll give you all the news that you need for that. Next up, we're going to be talking about Rocket League. Once again, we will be switching gears, and of course, every weekend comes with another action-packed week of Rocket League. The Rocket League Championship Series has come back in action with week one happening two weeks ago and week two happening last week. I'm going to give you a little rundown on what happened, so I'm going to be rifling off stuff again, so if you hate me, that's fine. That's why you're here, right? Either that or I probably force you to listen to this, because I'm surprised you even made it this far. Anyways, starting off with North America, Cloud9 kicked off the day by taking down Ghost Gaming 3-2. Following that was Allegiance trying to take down the best team in the league in energy, but failed to do so, falling to them 3-1. After that, G2 went on to take the newcomers FlyQuest and beat them into the ground by beating them 3-2. Rogue Gaming followed suit by beating Ghost Gaming. I lied, actually. It looks like Ghost beat Rogue. Dang, I'm, I've been the same thing to me. Ghost beat Rogue 3-2, and C9 finished off the North American day, taking down evil geniuses. Following that, Saturday on Sunday, we go over to Europe, where they like to do things after us, even though their days are over before us. Flipside decided to take down PSG. Flipside decided to get good out of nowhere and beat one of the best teams in the league 3-0. Following that, We Dem Girls, I hate that name, I'm sorry. Shout out to them, but I hate their name. We Dem Girls took down Complexity 3-0 as well, with Mouse Sports following suit and getting their asses kicked by Dignitas 3-1. After that, Fnatic took down Vitality in what was a close series, a five-game series that was, but Fnatic took the edge, winning 3-2, and in the end, PSG took down We Dem Girls 3-1 to round out the Rocket League week. If you want to catch some more Rocket League, North America kicks off on Saturday at noon Pacific and Europe kicks off on Sunday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Switching gears and hopping back over home to North America, we have a new face to this list. At least it's been a while since I've talked about this title. I can't, I can't, I can't remember the last time I talked about him. But anyway, we take a look at the Arena World Cup for World of Warcraft. Now that happened this past weekend starting last Thursday or last Wednesday, whatever day the 12th was through Sunday the 16th. Now, 20 teams competed in the 7th Regional World of Warcraft Arena Cup in North America. Now, this cup was the first of three for the region, where the teams battled out for prize money and 
AWC points. AWC is like the dub for Arena World Championship. Those points that will help them, that will help send them to the Arena World Cup Finals that will be at a later date. I think that'll be December or January. There's no clear date for it, but I'm taking a wild guess. Hopefully it's in the ballpark. Um, this past weekend had four days of action with winners, losers, and championship brackets. But starting off on Thursday and Friday, the Gosu Crew and Method Orange fought all the way through the winner's bracket to secure their spot for the final bracket. Finals bracket, excuse me. On Saturday, the losers bracket featured all the teams who fell out and had their shot to redeem themselves in this bracket. But in the end, it was Super Whales who beat out Casca's Angels in their side of the bracket, while the Super Rejects beat the regular Rejects on their side of the bracket. Championship Sunday rolled around on the 16th, where the Gosu crew started the day by taking on the Titans in Method Orange, but lost to them 3-1, sending them to the losers match. But in that match, they took on the Super Rejects who beat the Super Whales 3-0. In the losers match, the Gosu crew redeemed themselves 3-0 over the Super Rejects for one last attempt to take down Method Orange. But once again, they failed, and the Method Orange were the ones who prevailed 4-1 and took home the first Fall Cup in North America. With this win, Method Orange takes home 5 Gs and 225 qualification points. Jesus. If you want to watch more WoW action, it will resume two weeks from now, starting September 26th, where the second North American Fall Cup will take place. Method Orange will look to defend their title, and other teams are looking to get into the World Championship. So, stay tuned. Got a big, big, big event coming up for you. That is the SoCal Regionals of 2018. Now that is being held, or that was held, excuse my grammar, at the Ontario, California Convention Center in obviously California. Not, not Canada, but California. So this had probably over seven, eight, nine plus titles. Some covered the majority of them. A lot of them were smaller tournaments, so I'm not going to go on them as much. So if I didn't cover it and you're the winner of those tournaments listening to this, shout out to you. First up was Street Fighter. Um, that was probably the biggest event there. There were over 271 players playing and this was a Capcom Pro Tour premiere event. And I'll get to what that is in a second. So in this bracket though, of the 271 players, there was one who stood out and his name was Sako. He made a run through the winner's bracket all the way to the grand final, taking the tournament 3-2 over Xiaohai in the finals. With this win, Sako gained 700 points that go towards his ranking in the Capcom Cup, which is the world final tournament for Street Fighter V, and that'll happen in December. Stay tuned to his podcast, and I'll keep you updated on all of the Capcom Pro Tour events that will be happening. Another event that's going on is the Tekken 7 World Tour Challenge event, and this was one of the stops for it as well. There are 187 players in this tournament, and there was one who stood out. His name was Jimmy J. Tran. He fought his way through the winner's bracket as a free agent and took many close series, making it all the way to the grand finals, where he beat Dimeback 3-1 to take the crown. 
Also with this win, Jimmy takes home 500 bucks and 150 points for the Tekken World Tournament. The top 20 players that score points for the Tekken World Tournament will battle it out for the World Championship crown in December over in Amsterdam for the Tekken World Tour. Another event as well is the Dragon Ball Radar event. Um, that one had 174 players in it. Dragon Ball Fighter Z, that is. Uh, making it out of brackets and running all the way through the winners. Kazunoko from God's Garden Esports took down Dagura in the winner semifinal and then went on to take down Echo Fox's Sonic Fox and then eventually met Dragura again in the grand final and won the tournament 3-0. to Kazura wants Kazura. What the Dagura? Kazunoko? What? What? Kazunoko wins a free travel and lodging trip for any saga event of their choice, of his choice, or the last chance qualifier if he, for some reason, doesn't make it in for the grand finals in January for the Dragon Radar. The details of radar events that are coming up before January are still in the works, but if you stay tuned to this podcast, I'll let you know when the next Dragon Radar event is. Which is actually a lie. That's going to be at the Canada Cup in October. So stay tuned for that. Injustice 2 has another event going on as well, which is called the Injustice 2 Pro Series event. There are 62 players in this tournament. And there was one who stood out, of course. Usually when someone wins, they stand out. Echo Fox's Sonic Fox made his appearance and this title, and he made this title count. By taking home three close series in the winner's bracket and eventually the crown for the Injustice 2 Pro Series Premier Tournament. With this win, he moves into second place for the Injustice 2 Pro Series point leaderboard. And what that is, is the top 16 players will play for $150,000 in the Injustice 2 World Finals. The last chance qualifier for that is next month at the East Coast Throwdown, so be sure to stay tuned for more Injustice action in October. So, in a couple days, actually, because I guess we're pretty much October now. Anyways, in the smaller events, such as Smash 4, Blaze Blue, yada, 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 stuff like that, I'm just going to list the names of the winners. Smash 4 had 142 players. Unseen Gaming's El- Elegant took the tournament by storm, winning the SoCal Regional Smash 4 crown over T, 3-2. And Blaze Blue Cross Tag, 85 players participated in that, including Dragon Ball Fighter Z champion Kazunoko. But he lost in the grand finals to Jonah, three to one. Shout out Jonah, Jonah Hill. That's my boy. No, I'm just kidding. That's not him. Soul Caliber, Soul Caliber four had 63 players in that bracket, but in the end, it was Signia who won while keeping all series close, three to two, on his way to winning. Guilty Gear had 52 players, where Kazunoko made another appearance, but he, and this time he actually won. This time over in Guilty Gear, taking the crown 3-1 over Kizzy K. Other than that, that does it for all of the big events. Other than that, there's like 20, 20, 30-something players in each event. So they're not worth wasting your time with. So that does it for Fighting Game Central. There's going to be CEO, CEO Taku, I think that's how you pronounce it, 2018, going on in Orlando. Now we'll give you the details for that fighting event coming up at the end of this podcast. So sit tight. Now, this is something I forgot to do last week. 
Um, if you have been listening to my podcast in the past, I would always do like a news section. And I failed to do that last week because I had a mouthful. And I'm not lazy, which I mean I am lazy because I didn't do it apparently. But anyways, this is a section that I always do where I find a couple headlines throughout the esports world where we talk about things that are going on that doesn't have to do with the competitions. So without further ado, let's kick this thing off. Starting with League of Legends, the World Championship is right around the corner, which will be something I'll be watching and the whole world will be watching too. This year though, it was just announced, I think earlier today, Wednesday, September 19th, that MasterCard has allegedly partnered with Riot to become the first and largest sponsorship of the 2018 World Championship. MasterCard's last venture in esports was back in Dota 2 at the time of the International 3 tournament, but this partnership is much, much larger. After announcing that Riot was losing money on esports earlier this year, which is why they booked a lot of small events, uh, event venues, why they cut out on a lot of expenses in other areas in their esports. Partnering with this Fortune 500 company means big money for Riot and a bigger future for esports as a whole. Next up, Super Smash Bros. legend Armada from Sweden announced on Tuesday, September 18th, so yesterday, that he will be retiring from Melee singles. I mean, he was a god. Um, I don't know. It makes me sad hearing this. This guy had 97 first place finishes over his career, and he was known for his peach play, being the best peach player. You know, the best players in the world play Jigglypuff and peach. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Anyways, he's going to be attending events still. Um, he's going to be competing in team brackets, but he just won't be doing singles. In an article that I read, it said that he just wants to spread his knowledge to the Smash community and just doesn't want to compete at a high level anymore, which is fine because we know he can. Anyway, uh, rest in peace, Armada. Anyways, um, after a year away from the Dota 2 scene, the ninjas in pajama is, are back. NIB is returning by picking up PPD's team, who are under the Optic banner in the last International 8 tournament. PPD, who's the only former international champion, will lead his crew, which is comprised of Feta. Ace, Saska, 33, and himself. This roster is set to debut this weekend in the Kuala Lumpur Major European Qualifier. If you want to see this this banner and you want to see these guys putting work, feel free to tune into that this weekend. And last but not least, with the World Cup going on in Overwatch, Blizzard is doing behind-the-scenes work for the Overwatch League. Blizzard announced the induction of eight new Overwatch teams who will be joining the existing 12. The teams will represent Vancouver, Toronto, Paris, Washington, D.C., that is, Atlanta from the West, and Hangzhou, Chadu, and Guangzhou from China. These teams are backed by companies from their respective regions, and they look to install home arenas across the country for each team. With this idea, though, it looks like esports is starting to follow suit with traditional sports with having regional-based teams with regional-based arenas, regional-based fans, stuff like that. So the future for esports is bright. It's really hit or miss with esports though because you know everything's in LA right now so trying to bring it to the rest of the world is I don't know all I can say is I'm excited so anyway that does it for this week's section of the news um, I'm sorry I couldn't find more a lot of it's just been like updates with rosters and stuff and you'll see rosters when they come out so anyway I got what's upcoming this weekend coming up for you and then uh, I'm out of here I'm out of your hair so let's get to it
but before I do my outro, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna leave you guys hanging. I'm gonna at least kind of let you know what's going on next weekend. So if anything I say catches your attention, you know to tune in, or it's a little reminder for you too. Or if you already know everything that's going on, hey, more power to you. But of course, I'm gonna start it off with talking about the face at Long Dong Major. Um, the champion stage for that will be going on this weekend, Thursday, September 20th. We'll go all throughout the weekend. So the winner of that tournament on Sunday will be decided. And they get the bragging rights of the best team in the world. And they got a couple bucks too. Hey, shout out them. The League of Legends World Championship play in draw stage will take place this Sunday as well, the 23rd, to determine the groups for the play-in stage. The minor regions will meet the lower seeds from the major regions, and they will be placed into four groups. And the top two, te- top two teams from each group will advance to the group stage at Worlds. Only two seats remain for the Overwatch World Cup Finals. And those would be determined in Paris this weekend, where six teams would go head-to-head and aim for the top spot. Catch that starting early morning on Saturday, September 21st. Or if you're in Europe, I think it starts at like 9 p.m. over there or something like that. Real late. CEO 2018, CEO Taku, not CEO, but CEO Taku 2018 returns to the Windham Orlando Resort this Saturday, September 21st through the 23rd. This tournament is a fighting game tournament and it will feature brackets in Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Guilty Gear, Blaze Blue, Dissidia, and many, many, many more titles. So be sure to tune in somewhere on Twitch because I'm pretty sure the streams will be scattered. And if, you know, if you're bored throughout the week, there will be league going on this weekend too, or the week throughout the week as well. The Heroes of the Storm Global Championship is going on. Um, Rainbow Six Pro League is making its comeback, and the Smite Pro League is going on as well. Pretty sure you can catch StarCraft and Hearthstone somewhere too, but I haven't heard anything about that. All That'll be going on throughout the week, like I said, just to keep you entertained. And yeah, when you're at work or something like me, and you, you can just you can just watch it. And have fun and be distracted and get yelled at by your boss. Anyways, that does it for another episode of the match. I want to thank you once again for tuning in. This is a work in progress for me. I'm working on bettering this podcast, I'm working on bettering myself, and I'm working on gaining as much knowledge of the esports industry um, that I can possibly get. So if you have any critiques, if you have any criticisms, or if you just want to make fun of me, feel free to follow me on Twitter at the match esports. That that is the Twitter account for this podcast. So if you want to. Yeah, if you want to say anything, feel free to tweet or DM me over there. DMs are open. Um, also, speaking of Twitter, at the Match Esports, um, I'm going to be making that Twitter account more active. Where I'm going to be doing more things with it so I can um, serve esports a little bit more. I want to start tweeting out on the days of things going on um, as re- like reminders of when things are starting and stuff. Just so you know, you have little reminders on your timeline when you're scrolling through, but that's going to take some work and I'll get that implemented as soon as possible. Maybe develop a bot for it. Who knows? Who knows what I'm capable of? I have no clue. But anyway, I want to say thank you once again. I'm your host, Chetty, and I will see you next week for another episode of The Match. <laughs>